0: It's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. I have been tracking the talk of Hague Simons in the underbelly of the left. If you don't know what that is, it is a formula for taxation that was created in the 1930s. After the passage of the 17th Amendment, there was a case called Eisner v. McCombin. And that was the case of Myrtle McComber. Myrtle H. McComber. She held shares of Standard Oil. And in lieu of taking a cash dividend, which she would have paid a tax on, she had taken more shares of the company. The Supreme Court ruled in 1920 that that did not constitute income, as it were not cash. That it could not be immediately used for the purchase of goods and services. That a derived benefit had to come from labor or capital or the combination thereof. Well, two economists, Hagen and Simons, decided to look at that case, and they made a formula. I plus C equals Delta W, and I want to burn this into your brains. We're gonna don't we're gonna get right into to, to Willie Brown's chew toy ar, 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 down at the border. But if you're not paying attention to this equation, I plus C equals Delta W, you're going to wake up in the very near future with a federal property tax on your home. If you don't understand this. Because right now, housing is inflated. Now, Haig and Simons basically created what we know as a tax on unrealized gains. Meaning, Myrtle McComber was given shares of Standard Oil that had a current market value that could go up, go down. But what they, they surmised is that by Myrtle McComber getting those shares, she could consume more. Resting on the value of those shares. So I, income, plus consumption, equals a change in wealth. What they didn't really seem to do a lot of work on is what happens if those shares drop in value. But right now, home prices are through the roof. So millions of people, are living with an unrealized gain according to this formula. The Democrats want desperately to be able to tax unrealized gains. That whole thing about the leak of Soros's and Bezos's and Bloomberg's tax returns that show, they say Jeff Bezos pays no tax. Well, he does pay a tax on what income he takes, but he doesn't take much income. But they'll say his ownership of shares in Amazon is I plus C. He can consume on the comfort of the price of Amazon equals his change in wealth. That's the tax. If they get that on Bezos, Bloomberg, and whoever, it will be no short, it'll be a short hop. Once they're allowed to tax the concept of the unrealized gain versus a capital gains, an income tax, a sales tax, whatever it is, the gas tax, The inflated home price that we're experiencing right now, even though you have no intent of selling your home, because if you were to sell your home now at the inflated price, you'd have to buy another home at an inflated price. It would probably get, maybe if you're downsizing, whatever it is. There are millions of people that are not going to sell their home just because the price is inflated. But the government could come in with a formula, a formula of your income. Plus, your consumption equals a change in your wealth. If you're if you're thinking like, hey, you know, my house is worth all this. Now, even if you're not thinking that, because you know the prices are going to come down eventually. Tonight's episode is going to walk you through this entire thing. It's going to walk you through the history of Hague Simons. It's going to walk you through how the Democrats are talking about it. They are talking about it. They are talking about it. They are talking about it. When left-wing economists are writing papers, winning awards, they are meeting with Democrats. You have to understand this is coming. If you're not paying attention, if, de- if Republicans don't start talking about this in the midterms, we're going to have a big problem. Because if the Democrats maintain control of the House and the Senate in 2022, they're going to push a hague simons tax. If Republicans are not brought into the light on this, they won't know to campaign against it. As I said yesterday, McConnell's not an intellectual. Let's just be honest, not an intellectual. I have high hopes for McCarthy, but Kevin McCarthy needs to start talking. If he wants to be Speaker of the House, he needs to start talking about a a net worth tax, an unappreciated gains tax. He needs to, because people in the suburbs need to know before they vote for Democrats again. Weintick, 695, Patriot 9572874. So Willie Brown's chew toy, had to get in front of Trump and go down to the border. One thing you're also going to learn about the Democrats, and this is another thing, McConnell's not an intellectual here. I have high hopes for McCarthy. I'm not so sure. Listen to the way they speak of immigration. They keep talking about immigration and our democracy. It doesn't really matter what people in Honduras want. It it really doesn't. The government of the United States is not for all mankind. It's for we, the people of the United States. That is the legal, law-abiding citizen. The federal government cannot consider the needs of other nations as equivalent, or the people of other nations, as equivalent to those of our own. But that's what the Democrats are doing. They are literally sending they are sending American agents into these foreign nations to look for people who have been deported legally. I read to you that AP piece yesterday. The Democrats seem to be saying to the migrants, What do you want? You're going to be told that you have to adapt to the migrants, not the other way around. No nation, no government should order its citizenry. To adapt to the newcomer, the newcomer, if even admitted, must adapt to their new environment. Period. End of story. But here's uh, here's Mamala, cut seven. We have time for about that's one question. How did you decide that right count? now was the right time to make your first trip to the border? Well, it's not my first trip. I've been I to right, the border right, many right, times. i the person in charge of the spots. So. The important aspect of this visit is leading this visit after the work that we did in Guatemala and Mexico. Because as I've long said, I said back in March I was going to come to the border, so this is not a new plan. But the reality of it is that we have to deal with causes and we have to deal with the effects. So being in Guatemala, being in Mexico, talking with Mexico as a partner, frankly, on the issue was about addressing the causes and then coming to the border at the, at the advice and, the, and actually the, the invitation of the Congresswoman uh, is about looking at the effects of what we have seen happening in Central America. And um, so I'm glad to be here. It was always the plan to come here. And I think we're going to have a good and productive day. So she went. She is the vice president of these United States. She is not the vice president of the Western Hemisphere. She is not the vice president of the Northern Triangle. She is not the vice president of South America. She is the vice president of these United States. She first went to these foreign nations to address their root causes, to offer them large sums of money. Second, she came to our border to take a photo. That's it. The government of the United States is not here to say to people, well, we will pay you to not cross our border illegally. The government of the United States, Article 4, Section 4, clear as day to protect each state against invasion, period. The humanitarian stuff is for charity, and we spend billions and billions. And my favorite thing is, and some Republicans even say this, well, foreign aid's a very small part of our budget. In raw dollars, can you imagine what that money could do? The billions for the VA? You talk about government-run education, the need to have you know more, more access to higher learning. Those billions of dollars could create scholarships for the lowest income Americans to send their kids to college. Don't tell me it's a small, small portion of the budget. It may be in contrast to $4 trillion, which Biden wants to bring $4.1 trillion to $8.2 trillion. You're right. Maybe in contrast to everything the federal government does, it appears small. But in terms of raw dollars and what effect it could have on we the people, it's no small change. It's not just quarters, nickels, and dimes. A billion dollars in scholarship money can go a long way if that's what you're looking for. That's just what I'm saying. Now we can argue about whether or not... This is not even an argument whether or not the federal government should be creating scholarships. They have a program. You, you get free college from the military. You know that thing that all of a sudden the Democrats are claiming conservatives are opposed to because of General Mark Milley? All of a sudden now, all of a sudden now everyone on the left loves the military. Now they love the military. They love def they love cops now. Who'd have thunk it? Right, a year ago, a year ago was all cops are bastards. Defund the police riots are the, voice, are, are the voice of the voiceless. No, riots are the voice of the ignorant, and I'm going to get into that later. Riots, write this one down. The next time somebody says, riots are the voice of the, of the voiceless, say, no, riots are the voice of the ignorant. Just because somebody perceives themselves as suffering some kind of oppression does not give them the right to destroy things that have a much greater cost. But anyway, we'll get into that later. Riots are the voice of the ignorant because they have no idea what damage they're causing in the long run. If anyone needs any proof of this, go check real estate right now, commercial real estate in Ferguson, Missouri. Anyway, Kamala Harris has no intention of upholding Article 4, Section 4. And what the Democrats are trying to do weaselly, I might add, is remind everyone, well, and see, they're not even doing, they don't even quote the Constitution. Article 1, Section 9. The states gave up their powers over immigration in 1808. So it's a federal responsibility. But when a president and a vice president swear, they take the oath of office, they are to execute the laws of the land. That's the executive branch. We have immigration laws. We have Article 4, Section 4. This cross-border invasion that we're experiencing is happening because government is refusing to do its job. Now, look at what they're talking about with guns. They want an assault weapons ban. They want a ban on what they determine to be a high. Who, I just, I, no one's ever told me who decided what a high-capacity magazine is. What, what, what equation determined what high-capacity is? Is two rounds high capacity? Is 92 rounds high capacity? What's high capacity? What? When did the... Who decided what high is? High versus low. That's a low capacity magazine. Well, how many rounds is it? Five. Who set the bar for high and low? I don't remember this ever happening. But if the federal government put its mind to it and wanted to run a gun confiscation program, they would. Now it would be a disaster. There are parts of this country that would say hell no. There'd be police departments that wouldn't agree. You know, that's another thing that Biden doesn't doesn't talk about. This idea that, oh, well, you're going to need... To have to, if there was an... And I'm, again, I'm discussing, not calling for, discussing, not calling for, discussing, not calling for. Do I have to make that perfectly clear? If there was an actual revolution in this country, you don't think that there would be a division in the military? You don't think that governors would assert control of their national guard, you, you think that the there would be one united front military and there would be no fractures in it? You're out of your damn mind. If there was revolution in this country and the government was destabilized, the idea that you're a deserter, you wouldn't be a deserter, you'd be joining a... Uh, anyway, I don't even feel like going down that rabbit hole. But they, they wanted to run a gun, gun confiscation flooding police departments with cash to run these gun confiscation programs in concert with the federal government, they would do it. They would do it. They would find, they wouldn't stop until they found, I don't know if they would find every gun, but they would, they would tell you they would. We can't find people. We don't even know how many people are in this country illegally because they're not looking. Catch a few here, catch a few there, but they're not really looking. They can make us take off our shoes on an airplane, take our laptops and tablets out of our backpacks. They could search us, every single human being, federal agent, through an airport. But we can't find the illegal immigrants. Kind of amazing. And Kamala Harris has not come up with a single plan to actually secure the border. The only thing that's being talked about is what more can we give to the migrants and how fast can we make them citizens? Y6695, Patriot 9572874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Serious XM, Patriot.